Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another week, another Wednesday, another episode, another round of shout outs for our patrons who we love so much. God, we freaking love them. And... Uh, we're starting with our vessel heads this week and I am up in Washington. I have a waterfront view and I know this is bragging. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm looking at some vessels right at this very huge brag and God, they just, they bring me a lot of joy. I love Mm. vessels and so do these folks, Megan Albright Campos, Alyssa Dearman, Stacey McDonough, Sarah Miller, and Matt Moore. Wish you guys were here with me looking at these vessels, but I know we're all looking at vessels in our hearts together. In our hearts, in our hearts, we're all looking at vessels. <laughs> Truer words are never spoken. Um, next up, we have the highest level you can possibly reach in life. Um, Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. Yeah. Um, honestly. Tracy Morgan has joined the group. Um, assuming it is the Tracy Morgan. We're going to assume, assume so. it's the Tracy Morgan. <laughs> and I assume the actual Tracy Morgan that it is has never heard that joke before. I know. I'm so sorry. That probably <laughs> sucks. I'm sorry that I'm the 10,000th person who's made that joke about your name. Hey, and you know what, Tracy? Whichever Tracy Morgan you are, you are the Tracy Morgan. You're That's the most important exactly one. exactly right. You're the most important one. You're the one that matters. Honestly, though. I mean that. And thank you to all our new patrons. You all matter to us so deeply. We love you. And if you haven't joined our Patreon yet and you want to, because you want to get a sweet, sweet shout out. Sweet, sweet, sweet shout out. Head to patreon.com slash TSTW podcast and we will shout you out. (laughs) We'll do it. We will fucking do it. Just you. Try us. And enjoy the episode. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared for scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared for scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love scary movies and i love telling emily and henley all about them Woohoo! yay I, you know i'm starting to feel like a lie i'm not too scared for all scary movies anymore but most well, still for sure we're we're all getting braver every day we're braver. and you guys it's now october <gasps> it's officially october which is wild on multiple levels but here we are <laughs> So it's the best time to be a little brave because it's fun to watch spooky movies and spooky season. It is fun. But, you know, some people still can't handle them. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're here. And and we're still here for me because I still don't want to watch most of the things that we end up doing on this sure, freaking sure. show. You know, it's still too, too much for me. 
I think I talk, I think I've, I've started talking a big game about it, you know? Maybe I always have done this where I'm like, I'll watch that. I'd watch that. But I think you have had, always done it. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of follow through. My follow through is not there. It's, fair. it's, it's quite low, yeah. <laughs> you really um, excel in, in other things, Henley, and so that's just fine. I appreciate the validation and the support. Thank yeah, you. Um, but because it's October and spooky season, we are doing brackets again mm-hmm. on our Instagram. And so head on over to TSTW podcast where you can tell us what you want us to talk about because we're doing yeah. only listener input. Brackets are fun. Who doesn't love voting in an Instagram poll? I truly do it. Anytime someone posts a poll, I'm like, I got to vote in this. Every time. Yeah. I can't yeah, help I, myself. I, just, I like when you click it and it it just shows you the progress right away. It's what so a great satisfying. Feature. What a great mm-hmm. feature. Um, sponsored by Instagram. Sponsored by just Instagram. kidding. We would never be. We would never, ever be. No. Um, we hate corporations yeah we would never be because we hate corporations it is it would be an option for us otherwise um but oh they've asked they've us a, they yeah, need th- times they're, they're begging not, us knocking begging down us. our door right now yeah um i mean other than other than that the you know relentless um pestering bite by instagram how what's up with us how are we doing <laughs> i feel like um my weekly check-ins will probably just become weekly spider reports mm, oh boy. we need them we need the, that spider info um because as i mentioned last week i am living in washington temporarily and i am living basically in the middle of a forest and the spite there's there's a lot of spiders it's spider territory um it's spiders world and you're just living in it exactly and at first I tried to fight against it. Now I'm trying to to live in harmony with the spiders. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so as I mentioned, there's a, a species of spider called the giant house spider. They're very big, as the name might suggest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen another one since I last spoke to you guys in my bedroom again on the carpet. Even bigger than the last one. And I was really proud of myself. I didn't kill it i literally chased it out of the room i like stomped <laughs> around its general vicinity uh-huh, scaring uh-huh, it uh-huh. in different directions and then blocking its path uh-huh. and i opened the door and chased it onto the patio and then closed the door behind it um and it really made me laugh but i felt happy that i didn't kill it because it's like it's so big that killing mm. it is like is, a whole thing yeah it's a task well and it's also like it's messy I don't know. It just feels like more of a creature. <laughs> like it's right. like I'm more aware that I'm, you know, extinguishing life oh. than I am with like an ant or something. It's always some. T- we've talked about this before. Sometimes it's sad to kill any bug, and you'll get yeah. to that headspace. But um, particularly this one. But anyway, so I was proud that I didn't kill it, and um, yeah. So that's my update. Is I'm learning. I'm learning to live in harmony with the spiders in Washington. Last <laughs> week. Last week, Sammy, you were trying to vacuum up a spider and it wasn't. It was resisting the vacuum. And that felt like a cartoon in my head. And then you Mm -hmm. chasing the spider out of your house also feels cartoonish in like a Mm -hmm. fun way. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm enjoying these little vignettes you're having with the spiders. So far, they've all ended well. If any gets on my person, I'm going to be less 
it's going to be less funny and less cartoony. Mm-hmm. I guess it'll still it be might cartoony. still be cartoony for, for, for you, Henley. Yeah, but it might be bad <laughs> for distance. you. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? What's up? Uh, I mean, you know, not 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 too much. Holding down the fort here in Los Angeles, where it is very, very, very hot right now. Mm-hmm. Another heat wave. Uh, we always get at least one October heat wave every year. I always have to wait. Go, you know, summer oh, yeah. is not over until we're, oh, yeah. we're through October. Um, but I also was a, a, a little bit hungover this morning. Woke up a little bit hungover. Mm-hmm. Um. And a Wednesday night. Hey, hey, um, what is what are days at this point? Um, Amen. Uh, yeah. And th- now the days I am working are I work on Fridays and Saturdays. So actually, Wednesday, Thursday is like my little midweek weekend. One one of my weekends. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I was I was a little hungover, but it, mm-hmm. and so hot out. It's so hot out. And I mm. and being hungover when it's hot really sucks. It's the worst. It's the worst. Um, and I can't go anywhere or do anything because that's where we are right now. So I decided I was going to do for myself rain day. <laughs> and what this what is, is Blaine? what is rain day? <laughs> what this need is, I need you to elaborate. This is an idea that I've had for a little while now, kicking around in my brain that all right, I, all right. that I finally did today. Which is here's anyone can do rain day. Here's how you do it. You. <laughs> Um, Wait, is this a thing or is this something you just made up? No, I made I made it up. I'm pretty sure okay. I made it. I mean, other people might do it, but I don't. It's not a thing as far Headley, as I know. Headley, stop slowing down until I want to hear what it is. Okay. So I'm on the edge of my seat. I mean, it's you're going to be, oh boy, you're going to be so excited. What it is, is you <laughs> cover all your windows so you make it dark in your house. <laughs> and you play the sounds of thunderstorms on your speakers. And you just sit around and you watch movies and you read your book and you pretend that it's cold and rainy. Oh, my God. Did you? The art of imagination. (laughs) (laughs) Did you uh, have a little squirt bottle to mist yourself or anything? I didn't. So the idea is I'm home and it's raining outside. I guess that's true. (laughs) I'm not trying to get wet in the rain. (laughs) But I did. I had my AC on, so it was like cool and dark and sounded like rain. And and I like, yeah, I watched movies. I did some yoga. Honestly. That sounds lovely. It was great. I miss rainy days so much growing up in the East Coast and getting like massive thunderstorms all the time. Yeah, um, we don't get those here so much, and certainly not this time of year. Um, we could really use it, but it's not happening. So yeah. I was like, "Ah, fuck it!" It I've decided that it's a rain day, and I and I did it, and honestly, it was great. I love that. I think the listeners are gonna like this. I highly recommend it. It's a you know, I don't know that I ever pre COVID would have spent a day. Being like it's rain day for me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and it and it was a way to because you know like a, especially a midweek I hate a hangover day where you're just like oh I can't I don't feel like doing anything but I also yeah. feel like lazy and shitty but like if it's rain day mm. you, you That's can't n- do now anything because it's rain day the guilt goes away no, it's a choice I'm choosing. That it's rain day, and so mm-hmm. I, I'm. I have to watch movies, and I have to sit in the dark. <laughs> I love that. This is a real good tip. I'm a huge fan. 
I'm on I'm 100% on board except there's going to be a ton of rainy days in New York uh, ahead of yeah. me so and Washington and Washington <laughs> but um I you know hey I live in LA normally and I'm I'm putting this in the in the back of my in the back of my mind yeah yeah store this store this idea it's it's an evergreen idea um, evergreen <laughs> it's, it's not going anywhere <laughs> um what about you Henley what's up um I was reading an article this week um, that's in The New Yorker about this sci-fi writer, Susanna Clark. Do you um, regularly I- read The New Yorker? Side note, just because I feel like you always have articles on hand. And I don't know the last time I read an article that I could you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, I, I was just reading this article. Like, I just feel like it's like a thing that you do. And I'm really impressed. I'm over um, here pretending it's rainy and you're like reading the New Yorker. <laughs> your life is your life is wake way cooler. No, I don't. I don't read. I don't read the New Yorker that often. We get we we subscribe to it. Tim reads it like front to back every week in a way that's like yeah, that checks insane. Out. Um, I do not at all, but, um, I can't focus on reading a full book, so articles will have to do for now. Um, but she said, the sci-fi writer, um, the whole article is really interesting. I highly recommend it. But she said something that I thought was really cool, where she's working on a novel that she's calling a quote unquote anti-horror novel. Mm. And she said, and like... They were like, what does that mean? And she was like, horror novels have this idea where there's a kind of secret at the center of the world, and that secret is horrific. This, she observes, isn't much of a secret, really. Anyone can look around at the world and see that. So this would be more about the fact that at the center of things, there's a secret or mystery, and it's joyful. And I kind of like that. I kind of like the idea of structuring a whole book where like, the secret is something that's actually good. That's you know? cool. That never happens. I love it. Mm-mm. Suzanne Clark? I love it too. Yeah, Susanna, Susanna Clark. Clark. She wrote um, the book Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which came out a while ago that was I'm, super popular. Uh, yes, I've not read it, but I can picture the cover like so perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it either. They made like a BBC adaptation of, on, of it and stuff. People love that book. I like BBC shows. Yeah. Talk about something to watch on a rainy day. <laughs> Or a rain day. Rain day. Yes, excuse me. Rain day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we better get into this week's movie because we got a lot to cover, you guys. Yeah, oh we have a lot to cover. There's a lot to um, know. This is a big movie. This is a big and movie. listeners chose it. And it also is, isn't it your scariest, Sammy? Yes, or the one I'll you tell, put off? I'll tell yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this week's movie. I bet you will. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> this week's movie is Poltergeist. Came out in 1982. Directed by Tobe Hooper. Didn't know that. That's the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, oh spooky. Written by Steven Spielberg. And I don't think I knew that. I didn't know he that. He wrote it, but didn't direct it. Okay, well, we'll get into I have some trivia about that. I, I will I will just say really quickly, this is one that I definitely scared the sh- bejesus out of me when I would see it at the like video store. I, I think I know, like, nothing about it, other than it's Sammy thinks it's really scary. So, written by Steven Spielberg, Michael Grace, and Mark Victor, starring Jo Beth Williams, Heather O'Rourke, Craig T. Nelson, Beatrice Strait, 
Dominic Dunn, and Oliver Robbins. And yes, to answer your question, this is one that I saw at a slumber party in third grade. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> and I, I, there was a moment in it where I think I called my mom and asked her to come pick me up, and I don't think that she did. <laughs> and so I just sat in the other room not oh. watching because <laughs> I was scared. Oh, it's such a specific experience being at a sleepover and feeling trapped and being like, oh, no. <laughs> who are these brave third graders, though, who are watching it, like, not with it with no care in the world i don't know i'm not friends with them anymore (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i hadn't seen it since it had stayed in my head (gasps) as like a very scary movie um and i'm really happy that i watched it because it's good and it's really not scary if you're not a child i don't think i mean it's like oh interesting okay i don't I, i think it's pretty manageable but then again i'm very brave but Henley, you were saying True. this cover really scares oh, you? Oh, the cover really, really scared me. The I mean, TV, I remember... the little girl with her hands on the TV. Yes. Oh, well, there was. Okay. Yep. 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 I there was a um, iteration of before Blockbuster. There was like the video store mm, that we would go to. Uh-huh. Maybe it was called Movie King. Maybe that's actually what it was called Movie King. And I remember they had like a spooky section. And I remember this cover so clearly and being so scared because obviously I guess I identified with that little girl. I don't know. Because <laughs> she's blonde. She was blonde. She's I was blonde. blonde. That's probably what was happening. But it really stuck out as um, one that I was like, don't even look at it. I was thinking of you, Emily, how you didn't even want to like look oh, I at the cover. Oh, I couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. I would run through those aisles if I somehow accidentally found myself there. <laughs> oh you guessed it it's cocktail hour and this week's drink is the medium martini for this drink you will need one and a half ounces of dry gin three quarters of an ounce dry vermouth three quarters of an ounce sweet vermouth you will stir all ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled martini glass then garnish with an orange zest twist Uh, Maybe after having this drink, you'll be able to communicate with the spirit realm. So if that's something that you want to happen, good luck. And if that's something that you don't want to happen, good luck. And cheers. Do we have trivia for this one? We've got some trivia. We've got a good amount of trivia. So first I'll just say that they almost cast Drew Barrymore as that little girl, but um, they wanted someone more angelic. Who I mean, I'm like excuse me more was more angelic than five year old Drew Barrymore. Okay, but um, but that is what made Steven Spielberg cast her in E. T. Mm. So E. T. Right, so she 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 came out on she, top. She came out on top. I think yeah yeah. So Poltergeist and E. T. came out in the same year, and this is. Mm. To answer your question about Steven Spielberg not directing, he was contractually obliged not to direct another movie while he was making E.T. And so he got Tobe Hooper to direct because he liked, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a great horror film, very well directed. But there's a big, like, controversy over Poltergeist over who really directed it because Steven Spielberg's not gonna like take a backseat right (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um and so there's just a lot of 
rumor that he was basically directing and was he kind of made a rude comment about Tobe Hooper at one point like well Tobe Tobe's not a take charge kind of guy so like what who do you think directed it and then had to like issue an apology so it's, uh, yeah that's really rude yeah it seems like a way that S- Steven Spielberg was like able to make another movie while he was not allowed to technically direct it but sounds like he still did it feels way more like a Spielberg movie than a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie I'll say that okay more fun loving <laughs> family values uh, there's some more family, family values, values. Mm-hmm. Um, I love family values in a horror movie. <laughs> um, and then we've got some of the old classic cursed film. <gasps> you love to hear it. The year that it came out, one of the stars of it was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. Oh, my God. Oh. At age Holy 22, shit. Dominique, <gasps> Dominique Dunn was murdered. Holy oh my God. shit. The actress that played the little girl, Heather O'Rourke, died in 1988 when she was age 12 from like i think it's like sepsis from like an intestinal blockage that was misdiagnosed as colitis what and then two other people oh also also died both of i think kind of more n- not murder like n- natural causes but a lot of people died within a few years of the movie being made and then there were a few cast members who claimed that kind of um, supernatural things were happening to them. Like one of them had a dream that their grandma died and then the next day got a call that their grandma had died. So some creepy occurrences and then four deaths. Yikes. I think there is a documentary actually called the like poltergeist curse or something like that. I want there to be a documentary about all the different movies that have like curses on yeah them, i wonder if there unquote. is because i feel like there's a lot is there has there been like a rom-com <laughs> that's cursed <laughs> or is it pretty self-select like if a demon's like all right i'm gonna fuck with this movie it's gotta be the one that's talking about demons i pray to god there's a rom-com that's cursed that'd be so funny i pray to god i pray to god uh, we've got some actors' rights issues. <gasps> oh no! This it's movie been a while. was made in the '80s, so that's when actors' <sighs> rights were not held to a high enough standard. <laughs> oh no! Um, there is a scene where the woman who plays the mother character, Jo Beth Williams, has to be in a pool in a kind of big, crazy, uh, like climactic scene. And she was really nervous about all of the electrical equipment around the pool. And rather than like fixing anything, Steven Spielberg just also got into the pool and was like, I'll die too if something happens. It's like, that's not Steven. Although to be, to be fair, he's, you know, putting, putting himself on the line. Yeah. And it's like, then we're both dead. It's just a very bizarre way of <laughs> trying to make a set feel safe. It's like, uh, we won't also, change any of the things, but I'll just die too. To be nitpicky, it would. That's I don't think necessarily how electrocution works. They could both get electrocuted, and they they didn't wouldn't both necessarily die. Mm. Because mm. I think it has a lot to do with uh, your proximity. How it tr- times out. Your proximity, the shock level, and and sometimes how yeah how it times out with like your heart 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know enough about that. But anyway, way, it doesn't, I just wouldn't super be comforted it, by that. It didn't fact. comfort me. And apparently, but apparently it, it comforted it comforted Joe Beth Williams enough. And she did it. She didn't have she didn't have much of a choice. Also, sounds like I'm certain I'm so very wrong about how it works to be electrocuted in a pool. And I'm just imagining somebody much smarter than me listening to this and being like, what an idiot. That's not how electrocution works. Honestly, I if you know how electric electrocution works, I can't even say the word. So <laughs> that's fucking cool. That's yeah, cool. Tell us. <laughs> tell us. We don't we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Uh, to get back to an earlier point about this podcast, which we haven't brought up in this episode, but is true, is facts don't matter. We don't care we're, about facts. We will we don't say deal in things. facts. We look I'm not here to do research. We have you're right. We haven't talked about this in a while, but people gotta know. If you're a new listener, you've gotta know you don't come here for rock solid information. <laughs> that can't be what brought you here. Um because it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Okay, and now last but not least mm. <laughs> just for you guys, the family car is a nineteen eighty one Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Classic, classic car. That's fucking cool, man. We love our IMDb car trivia. <laughs> Tell me what cars were used. <laughs> Tell me the car. On that set, to and from that set. I want to know the makes and models. <laughs> I gotta and the know. Years. Don't forget the years. I gotta know. And the years. <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta know. <laughs> All right. That's some fun trivia, and maybe we'll get a glimpse of that car in the trailer. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. And something more. Honestly, I relate so much to the final moment of that trailer of that girl just screaming, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sammy, no wonder this movie scared you so badly in third grade. It's like the perfect movie to scare a kid at a sleepover. You're in a house the whole time, like in a kid's bedroom. The kids are like getting Mm -hmm. sucked into a scary 
vortex. Also, that that little girl really is very angelic. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. really cute, and I get it. And she like looks like Henley. I feel she like. does so look like Henley. That is such a compliment, you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, my favorite moment of that trailer too was um, we so we see the like they're here, and then the next day, Barbara's mom's like, "So, um, remember how last night when you said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like bring it up for breakfast? It'll just lean in really casually. Just bring it up. Just sort of float yeah, yeah, it to yeah. her. Just float be it cool, to her really be cool, casually. Be cool. So remember how <laughs> last night." <laughs> Maybe you don't remember this because you're super busy. I know. Because you you've got a lot on your plate. You really got a lot going on. Um, that was very funny to me. The tone of it. Um, okay, let's let's fucking do this thing. Let's get into it. Okay. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website. And put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown, and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime, and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So we start with uh, the credits playing over the Star Spangled Banner and kind of some TV static, some TV images. We can't quite make it out. Some sort of like patriotic video on the TV that ends and then cuts to TV static. We see uh, a man like passed out in front of the TV and the TV static wakes up 
a little the little girl upstairs. The little girl's name is Carol Ann. And she walks downstairs, looks at the TV, and is kind of yelling into the static. And she says, hello? What do you look like? Talk louder. I can't hear you. And she's yelling and wakes up the dad. The dad kind of is like confused, <laughs> doesn't cut in though. And she's then she starts smiling at the TV static and she just starts kind of talking normally, being like, yes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And so she's just having a conversation with the TV static. Now we cut to our opening credits, wide shots of very suburban streets, kind of the, what do you call them? Match, they're not matchbox houses. What's the term? I always track housing. Tracked house. Track housing. <laughs> I always think of, yes, tracked housing. All the houses look the same. You see the dad now watching football with all his friends, the mom cleaning. We're just seeing that we're meeting the family. The mom is Diane. The dad is Steve. We've met Carol Ann, and Carol Ann has a brother named Robbie and a sister named Dana. And in my head, I'll have you know that I was like, I'm going to estimate their ages because I feel like you'll need to know. Are you getting better at this? And I was like, Robbie's definitely eight. (laughs) I've previously said all All children children are eight. All children are eight. Especially if you have three, one of them's eight. One of them is definitely eight. And I was like, Robbie's for sure the eight-year-old in this family, if not all, <laughs> if not all of them. Um, no, Dana is older. She's a teenager. I, I, I would have guessed she was 15. And Carol Ann, she looks younger, and I would have guessed five. And I'll have you know, later on, they say their ages, and they're five, eight, and 15. Hey, <laughs> look at her. Yeah. I was very proud. Um, but okay, so that night they're the kids are getting ready for bed. Carol Ann and Robbie share a room. Uh there's light there's like a lightning storm happening. Robbie's getting a little scared. There's a spooky tree outside of his window that has no leaves or anything. It's just kind of a knobby tree, like the Whomping Willow. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And it kind of outlines almost in the shape of a person, like the branches make look like arms. <gasps> And the top oh, of it kind of looks like a head and it's being illuminated by the lightning in such a way that Robbie is just looking really scared of it. And then on top of that, he also has a clown doll sitting on what? a chair facing his bed. Well, that's his problem. <laughs> yeah, the clown doll, the tree he can't do anything about, but the clown doll he can change. Right. And just move that clown doll. But he doesn't. He just stares at it. He throws a blanket over its head at one point. And it's like, it's your room. Just tell them you don't like this doll. Anyways, he doesn't. Um, But he covers its head. And the Diane, their mom, comes and tucks them in, puts them to bed. Diane goes up to bed with Steve. They're smoking pot in bed. These are young parents. They're in their 30s. Very fun. They're getting a little high. They're very giggly. Uh, the dad is at first reading a Reagan biography, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Thank you for specifying. In case you were wondering, <laughs> you were wondering which Reagan. Oh, that Reagan. <laughs> Guess. Okay. okay. Um, Sorry. President Ronald Reagan? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Not exactly the other right. one. Okay, Not that's the exactly other right. one. That's okay, exactly cool. right. Thank you. Thank you. Got Now I can move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... 
Robbie eventually gets so scared of the clown and the tree and the lightning that he runs into his parents' room and he says, I'm so scared. His dad picks him up, takes him back to his room and says like, oh, that tree has been here for so long and like it's here protecting us. Like, don't worry. Like it's a it's a um, it's an old wise tree and it like knows us. And he's like, I think Robbie says something like, yeah, it like knows everything about me. That's what I don't like about it or something. Crazy Whoa, like that. <laughs> a great parenting tactic. Also, checkmate, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Robbie is scared that the lightning storm is getting closer. And so his dad teaches him that trick where you count the Mm -hmm. seconds between the flash and the thunder and they do it together. The first, it's only three seconds between, you know, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. And he's like, I bet next time it'll be four Mississippi. And it is. And Robbie relaxes a little bit. And he says, that means the storm's moving away and we're going to be okay. And so Robbie relaxes and... Wow, he's a good dad. His dad's able to tuck him in. And he he is good. Is he a hot dad? He is a hot dad. Craig T. Nelson, I like... um, He's in so much stuff and I probably wouldn't have recognized him because he's so young. But yeah, to answer your question, yes, he's hot. (laughs) We don't even need to do a poll. No No poll necessary. No poll necessary. He is hot. But I don't know too much about him but i just know he's in a ton of shit you guys would probably recognize him craig t nelson how could i forget his name that middle t (laughs) um but then we get a loud lightning crash and there's like a jump cut to both of the kids now in the parents bed they're all four sleeping and then the tv turns on and the star spangled banner starts playing And then again, it finishes and cuts to static. And again, only Carol Ann wakes up and she climbs out of bed and goes and kneels in front of the TV static. And kind of some little lights are happening in the static, some some unusual movement. And she goes to press her hand against the TV and a smoke ghost hand like shoots out of the tv a huge hand and kind of moves down on top of her family and then a big like light shoots out of the tv into the bed into the wall above their bed and the ground starts shaking and the rest of the family wakes up and it's an earth they're thinking earthquake um and they turn to look at Carol Ann by the TV, and Carol Ann says, they're here. Oh, no. <laughs> Classic line. <laughs> uh, just what you want to hear from your small child. Uh, we cut to the next morning, and we see that they're having some construction in their backyard. They are putting in a swimming pool. Nice. Um, but... Right now, it's just like a big dirt hole. Um, and we get Emily's favorite part where <laughs> the mom, Diane, asks Carol Ann, uh, Carol Ann, what did you mean <laughs> last night when you said they're here? And Carol Ann says, the TV people, the TV people are here. And, you know, Diane's weirded out for sure. 
but it's like it's uh, morning. They're eating breakfast. It's kind of hectic. You know, that three it's the kids, least like, scary time of day. Mm-hmm. Carol Ann runs to the TV as if she's like going to go turn on cartoons. It's on like the news channel or whatever. And she instead flips it to static and then just like leans in close watching the static. Ew, nope. Uh, and as the kids like get up to leave the table, she yells at them like, I always tell you guys, put, push your chairs in. And she goes and pushes all their chairs in. Mm. Um, and as she's kind of walking around the house, cleaning up after people, uh, they have a, do- a golden retriever that's very cute. And, mm. and it's barking at the spot in the wall above her bed where we saw the light shoot into. And then she go, she's like, okay, get out of there. Gets the dog down, goes back downstairs, and all the chairs are pushed out really far from the table. No. That came back? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that came back. Wow. They're really using the whole buffalo. <laughs> and, you know, she again is like, oh, my God, Robbie, Carol Ann, how many times do I have to tell you? She pushes them all back in. And then she goes into the kitchen to go under the sink for something. And when she comes back up, stands up, all the chairs are stacked in like a pyramid on top of the, like defying gravity on top of the dining table. And she's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) now she knows that her kids are not doing it. Nobody is in the room but her and these uh, chairs are basically floating. Um, and then it does like a a cross dissolve to basically the same kitchen empty with the dad giving a a, a tour of a house that's for sale. And I I like initially thought it was like they were selling their house because the chair thing was too spooky. But as it said in the trailer, it's like all the houses are the same. Mm-hmm. So he's a realtor. And every every house in the whole neighborhood is ex- like the same floor plan. Everything looks the same. Suburbia, boring, mm-hmm. cookie cutter, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He then comes home after work and Diane is kind of, uh, he seems really excited about something, actually. She says, come here, come here, come here, come inside, come inside. I have to show you something. And she's drawn a circle on the kitchen floor and she puts a chair in it and she says, stay here, stay here. Watch, watch what happens. And the chair slides from one side of the room to the other. And he's kind of like, what's going on? And then she says, no, no, it's so cool. It's so cool. Look at this. You can like, it's spirits. They're doing it. And you can like feel them. Like, look, Carol Ann, sit in the circle, sit in the circle. Makes her daughter sit in the circle. And Carol Carol Ann moves from one side of the room to the other and she says, you know, Steve, try it. You can sit in the circle too. They'll do it to you. You like feel them. It's warm. And he's like, no, like I'm not doing that. (laughs) Feels like a great tactic, honestly, to be like, no, no, I'm excited about it. I love this. I love this. (laughs) I know. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I want this. (laughs) I want this. I like this. And it's so like unexpected in horror to have it be like, especially from this suburban mom to be like, yes, ghosts. (laughs) Unless she's obviously like 
brainwashed already or her brain has been affected by the aliens or no she's just down she's super naive i think she's just down she's like this is the most interesting thing i've ever seen i've grown up in the same houses that look all the same that don't feel like a community mind you it's not like we're friends with our neighbors like you're still Mm -hmm. very alone there Mm. That's so sad. And it's more about it's more about status, right? It's like I want to be able to afford to live in this neighborhood. I, yeah. And like build a pool. Right. And right. Like that. And so I think we've got ourselves another scathing critique of capitalism. Every time. Can you believe it? <laughs> Every time. You know, do they do it consciously? I don't know. I don't think so. But it's there. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine Steven Spielberg being an anti-capitalist, but. If he is, he better fucking speak now. Speak now, Steven. Speak now, Steven. (laughs) We know you listen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, okay, so the dad is, like, less thrilled. Also, the dad's name is Steven. I thought that was very funny. What's the name of a man? Um, (laughs) Like a strong male character. Like, likable and hot. Someone hot, also hot. likable, not intimidating, <laughs> but you also want to be his friend. <laughs> Steven. So he's, I mean, he's not scared really, but he's not like pumped. And so, <laughs> <He's not> pumped. <laughs> uh, and it's nighttime now and they're tired. And dad says, okay, we'll just figure it out in the morning. Let's not go in the kitchen tonight. Uh, th- then we cut to Robbie in his room there's a lightning storm happening again 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 what? so he's counting the lightning and it's unfortunately getting closer the he's Drat. doing one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand oh, oh, one one thousand two one thousand oh, uh, it's getting closer and then he's looking at the tree outside getting lit up by that lightning and the tree Bursts through the window, hands what? come out of the branches, grab him out of his bed, and pull him out of the window. Carol Ann oh, no. is then alone in the room. Her brother has been pulled out of their room. The closet... By a tree. By a tree. Uh, the closet door bursts open. There's really, really bright white light coming out of the closet, and it seems to have some kind of like gravitational pull, like vortexy thing, and things are being pulled out of the room into the closet. So you know, that clown doll flies in there, thank God. Um, thank God. Things are flying off the walls. Carol Ann is holding on to her bed uh, headboard and slipping, can't hold, and... The parents have heard the crash. They've seen. They ran upstairs and saw that Robbie's gone. So they were running outside to go save him. Uh, The tree is basically eating him. (gasps) He's screaming like, "Help me!" Like it's eating me. (laughs) They're trying to pull him out of it. They get him out. The tree then wraps a branch around his leg and is trying to pull him back in. Um, It's pouring rain. They're all muddy and slippery and screaming. And uh, we see cut back to Carol Ann holding on to the headboard. She loses her grip. She gets sucked into the closet and all the furniture gets like the beds. And it's now just an empty room. They they finally break Robbie free and the whole tree gets 
brought out of the ground, uprooted, uprooted by a tornado, seemingly. What? This is all the worst possible things stacking one on top of each other. <laughs> and Robbie ha- has gotten saved at the last moment. And they're like, oh, my God. I feel like Dana, the do- the teenage daughter, runs out at this moment and is like, oh, my God, a tornado. Like, she just always runs in at the last minute and, like, says just a one line. What's a one- happening? A one-liner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Um, but so they're all relieved. They got they saved Robbie. Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then they're like, where's Carol Ann? And run up into the bedroom. She's not in there. They see all the mattresses like uh, leaned up against the closet door. And they're screaming like, oh, my God, she's in there. We got to dig her out of there. They're throwing things out of the way. They see a blanket over kind of a like a limp body. And they're like, oh, my God, no, oh, no. And they pull it up, and it's the clown. It's, it's the, the clown. clown. <laughs> we all saw it coming. We knew it. But so Carol Ann is not in there. She is not missing anywhere. And Man, we really went from, have you had any strange occurrences to <laughs> the wildest thing in, like, an hour? <laughs> it really ramps it up. No, that's like the first act where we've got. It gets no, I mean, even... like an hour of their timelines in life. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Like just, well, let's just not go in the kitchen. That'll solve it. <laughs> and then when they're looking for Carol Ann, one thing that they had mentioned earlier is they're scared of her falling into the swimming pool because it's 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 just a mud a dirt hole but when it's raining it's mud and it's slippery and so it's just a really deep muddy hole that fills with water and so they run and the dad runs in dives in and she's not in there and Robbie walks into the parents room where the TV static is on Mm. and hears hello hello and he can hear Carol Ann yelling and and knows that it's coming from the tv and so he's freaking out and then we cut to steve talking to three kind of mediums psychic people and um he looks like shit he's got like bags under his eyes looks like he hasn't slept in a long time and the the mediums are like, you know, we can help you, but you have to be really, really open to like some strange occurrences that might happen. And he's kind of like rolls his eyes like, yeah, no, strange occurrences have been happening. I just want my daughter back. Like, no, yeah, my son was getting eaten by a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my daughter's inside the television. So let's say I'm open to it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So they come over to the house to investigate and the room door is closed to the door, the room that was Robbie and Carol Ann's room. And he says, we don't go in that room anymore. And the paranormal researchers are kind of like, well, you know, we're professionals, like we're going to go in there. And he's like, "Okay, suit yourself. They open the door and everything in the room is 
floating in circles, making noise. The clown is like giggling. Things oh, are like my God. things are like animated. Like all the dolls are like alive and like dancing and floating. <laughs> there's a record player or a record uh, being there's mark a, your bingo. a record being played by a protractor. So not only is it a record player Ooh, for the bingo, but it's kind of reminiscent of a thirty days of night using a strange object to play. A strange a object. <laughs> Instead of a vampire's fingernail, a protractor. You can play a record with anything. (laughs) (laughs) And so the paranormal researchers that thought they were real hot shit, we cut like smash cut to the woman who's kind of the the main one, an older woman. Dr. Lesh is her name. Uh, Drinking tea, her hand like trembling in the teacup and saucer like clanking and clanking around like this is the craziest shit she's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Who uses a saucer? I'm sorry. But like, when was that a thing? Is that still a thing? Do people still use saucers? Yeah. I feel like Jenna does. Honestly, I was <laughs> about to say, I Jenna. like a saucer. God freaks. You put your spoon on it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> you put your spoon on it. It's perfect for a rain day. It's honestly <laughs> perfect for a rain day. Yes. Um. But so they're, they're sitting around the, the dining room table now, kind of... Um. Dr. Lesh is kind of explaining, okay, like, it might be a poltergeist rather than a classic haunting. We don't know yet. And she says a poltergeist is traditionally connected to an individual where a haunting is connected to an area. Hmm. Okay. I I like to have a definition. Is a poltergeist? That's not what, because Peeves is a poltergeist in Harry Potter, and he's not connected to a human, right? Maybe there are different definitions of poltergeist. Also, you know, J.K. Rowling's wrong about some things. J.K. Rowling has been known to be wrong about a few other things. Mm-hmm, That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the rules in this movie are a little weird and inconsistent at times. So hmm. they could both be wrong, J.K. Rowling and Steven Spielberg. If you could believe it, they could both be wrong. They could both mm-hmm. be wrong. <laughs> I will entertain that possibility. So. They're like, okay, well, let's see if we can reach out to Carol Ann. And so they turn on the TV static and Diane says, Carol Ann, it's mommy. Can you hear me? And we hear Carol Ann's voice saying, mommy, where are you? I'm afraid of the light. The uh, Dr. Lesh says, tell her, don't go into the light. Don't do that. And <laughs> Diane is, says, like, just stay away from the light, baby. Stay away from the light. And things in the room start kind of like it went, a wind starts blowing and it gets kind of loud and rumbly in the room. And then this k- cloud kind of opens in the ceiling and all this jewelry falls out into the middle of the living room, like gold watches and necklaces, bracelets. Very bizarre. Uh, and then Carol Ann starts yelling, there's somebody here. There's somebody here. Help me, mommy. Help me, mommy. And then there's a big gust of wind in the room mm-hmm. that goes in, like, looks like, you know, Diane's hair, like, flies back. And she kind of ecstatically says like she was she went through me i felt her in me he, she's like smell me i smell like caroline i smell like her i smelled her like i felt her and she's so excited and then um 
then like another big crash happens or something and they're like let's go we got to go up in the room we got to go check if she's in there and one of the other paranormal researchers has been in there kind of checking it out and at that moment he runs out and says something bit me and then lifts up his shirt and he has like a foot and a half long bite mark along his side and like along his ribs it's very big and they're all like okay we're all sleeping downstairs tonight so they all set up camp conjuring style in the the living room everyone's sleeping in the same room but they've got all their stuff set up still they've got like cameras rolling you know regular paranormal researcher shit Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm And they fall asleep, and one of the researchers, uh, his name is Marty, uh, is like, I'm going to get something to eat, tells the, tells the lead, Dr. Lesh. Like, I'm going to go find something to this eat. This is the guy who got bit? Yes. Okay. And this is the scene that made me call my mom to come pick me up, so get ready. Uh, okay. <laughs> you mean the man who got bit going alone into the, a different room at night is going to turn out poorly? <laughs> that is right. That is exactly what I mean. Um, but okay, so he goes into the kitchen. He grabs a drumstick out of the refrigerator. He's holding the drumstick in his mouth. And here's something. And on the like kitchen counter, there's a piece of steak, just like a T-bone steak. And then it mm-hmm. kind of starts crawling like it, like an inchworm crawling across Ew. the counter. And he's looking at it. And then the steak bursts open and all these maggots start coming out of it. And then he pulls the drumstick out of his mouth (gasps) and it's filled with maggots too. (laughs) And then he runs to the bathroom to, uh, he's like spitting in the sink, like poof, poof, and looks in the mirror and there's like something weird on his cheek and no. his skin starts falling off and he starts oh my pe- God. he starts peeling his his skin off his face off down to the skull it, ah! ripping his own skin off like all off of his face exposing like his jaw his eye sockets screaming like the whole time he does it and he's screaming, he's screaming, he's screaming, and then it cuts back to he's like fine, and he was just hallucinating it or something. That is fucking terrifying. And then we see in the living room, uh, the other uh, researcher, his name is Ryan, is sleeping next to the cameras, and we see that the camera, I guess, picks up some motion and kind of turns to film the top of the stairs and a light is coming down the stairs and um, some smoke is like coming out of the bedroom. And then we see basically a kind of um, angelic looking ghost. It's like a, a, a woman in a white kind of dress floating down the stairs. It doesn't seem evil. Um, they wake up and they're all kind of looking at it like, oh my God, like this is kind of beautiful. <laughs> Are we scared? Are we not scared? Is the camera rolling? Then it, it disappears. 
they they roll it back. They got it on camera. There's actually even more than just the one ghost on camera that they didn't see. Diane is like, okay, well, Robbie, we, we you're going to go stay at your grandma's house. <laughs> like, I don't think this is a good place for you to be. Dana, the other daughter, also leaves to go stay with a friend. They they congregate in back in the dining room. The the parents and the paranormal researchers they're inspecting the jewelry that they found, the watches and bracelets and whatnot. And they're like, some of this stuff's really old. Some of this stuff's pretty new. Like just trying to, I don't know, figure out what they're what they've got here. And uh, Doctor Lesh has to leave, and she says, "I'm leaving Ryan here. Marty won't be coming back." <laughs> And it's like, uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, poor Marty. Um, we cut to a scene of Steve meeting with his boss, the the owner of the real estate company, I guess, and he's showing him this hill that he wants to uh, develop on, like build on, and is like, this could be your new house right here, and. Steve is like, well, that'll ruin everybody else's view. Like, it'll be nice for everyone here. And he's like, well, you don't have to worry about that. Like, you'll live here. So who cares? And there's a cemetery right there. And he's like, well, what about this cemetery? And he's like, we'll just move it. We've already got authority to move it. And he's like, well, have we done this before? (laughs) And he says, we've done it before. It's not a big deal. We did it oh. at your house, as a matter of fact. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Don't move a cemetery. Why Why do that? <laughs> um, but, okay, so the other paranormal, uh, or Dr. Lesh is like, I've got someone who's so good. We're going to bring her in. I know the actress's name is Zelda Rubenstein. She is four foot three, and Steve- oh, she was in the trailer. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. She's awesome, and Steve is kind of like making kind of shitty remarks, like some Wizard of Oz joke, and is like, "Oh, are we gonna trust this lady?" And she's like, upstairs, way in another room, and she's like, "I can hear you. Like, thank you very much." Like, she, she seemed she seemed great. In the yeah, trailer. she's really cool. Also, like, we're gonna trust this short lady. Like, where? What is the I mean, right? What's yeah, the reasoning the, there? Right. Like, the, he's just being a just dick. Go fuck themselves. Yeah. So she comes in and she seems to really know her shit. She's like, okay, um, you guys all stay away from me. You're all blocking the frequencies. Like I know like she's, she's walking around. She, she feels the energy. She's like, oh yeah, this house. Oh yeah, I feel it. She tells them, you know, there's no death. There's only a transition. Um, the spirits in your house are drawn to Carol Ann's life force and light and Cute. Carol Ann has to help them cross over. Um, like, they're not malicious. They're not malevolent. It's, uh, they're just, they're just stuck here. And they're trying to cling to her, but she can help them get to the other side. And that she says, but one more thing. There is also a very evil presence there as well. Uh, <laughs> So headline, don't worry, don't worry. It's all really, really nice and great and it's no problem except for the one really big problem. (laughs) Bearing the lead for sure. But it's manageable, right? We can manage this evil presence. She says that the the evil presence 
is using Carol Ann to restrain the others. So basically, they're using he's it's using Carol Ann as like a magnet to keep the others away from the light because they're more attracted to Carol Ann than to the light. You know, this logic classic is classic afterlife is, shit. Y- yeah, know? who's to say? It's in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Ever heard of it? Just read about it. Read about it. Do your own research. <laughs> then there's like a very funny shot of. I'm going to call her Zelda because I can't remember her character name, but it's like a slow push in on her. It's a very like hero shot. And she's like, let's go save your daughter. (laughs) 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 This like cool, like call to action moment. And then we cut to like a gearing up montage of them, like getting a big rope, tying a rope up and like drawing some symbols on tennis balls we don't know what that's for yet but they've clearly (laughs) they've clearly got a plan and then they call out to carol ann she's not responding and (laughs) seems just kind of funny um zelda's saying which one is she which one of you is she more afraid of and they're the parents are like what like neither of us like (laughs) we're, we're good parents and uh diane says well like steve decides the punishments and she's like steve tell her you're gonna give her a spanking if she doesn't come here right now and he's like i've never spanked her before in my life and she's like tell her or you'll never see her again (laughs) it's like a really bizarre like cranked up to 11 like tell your daughter you're gonna spank her or she's gonna die and so he's like he's like carolyn get down here i'm gonna spank you so hard <laughs> like he's clearly never d- given this threat before you, my hand your butt it'll, you know how it goes it's gonna happen like it does <laughs> and so that do- it does it does work though and it gets her attention and it's apparently breaking her away from the malevolent presence. And this is all just so um, very bizarre and I don't totally understand the rules of it. So I'm sorry if I get it wrong, but uh, it seems to me that Zelda's plan is to break Carol Ann away from the malevolent spirit so that we can go in and save her, but at the same time have her run close enough to the light so that the rest of the spirits in there will cross over. So like saving everybody at the same time, getting like the lost souls to cross over, and then at the last minute yanking out Carol Ann. That's a lot of pressure for what, like a five-year-old? Yeah, it's a lot. Also, if I'm those parents, I'm going, all I care about is my daughter. Right. Yeah, let's get let's get Carol Ann out first before we save all these other people. So they're now back in Carol Ann and Robbie's bedroom. The closet bright white light is happening again. It's, you know, supernatural activities happening. Things are flying around the room. They throw one of the marked tennis balls into the closet. It falls out of that kind of portal that the jewelry fell out of in the living room. And they're like, okay, great. And then they throw a a rope into it. And the rope comes out through the hole in the ceiling, too. So they've got two. They're holding it on each end. So they have like a taut rope running through seemingly a, a portal in the house. 
and um diane's like i'm gonna go it's my daughter i'm gonna go grab her and so she walks in and zelda steve is holding the other end of the rope and zelda says like steve when i tell you pull pull them out she is telling zelda is telling carol ann to go into the light um but the parents both know that she can't go fully into the light because it's dangerous and so they're both really scared and as the dad hears that the daughter is getting close to the light he panics and is like no pulls back zelda says not yet not yet steve pulls it back uh and um diane and carol ann fall from the portal in the ceiling covered in like goop very rebirthy looking <laughs> Mm-hmm. and uh, they're both unconscious. Zelda says, get them into the bath. Apparently they've run a bath. They get them into the bath. They're washing them, and both of them kind of wake up, come to. Carol Ann sees her dad and says, hi, daddy, and they have a little laugh. They're so relieved. Oh, my God. This big climactic moment. We did it. Zelda smiles, says, this house is clean. They brought back something bad with them. We cut to them packing up the house. They're moving. They're done here. Yeah, get off of the cemetery house. Yeah, Steve is like, okay, I'm going to go quit my job real quick. Then I'll be back and we're leaving tonight. If the kids are tired, let them sleep and we'll just load them into the car sleeping. That's fine. He leaves and Diane has two big gray streaks in her hair now from crossing over into a portal, I suppose. Diane goes and puts the kids in bed and after she puts them in bed she goes to the bathroom to dye her hair. So the mom's in the bath and the kids are falling asleep in their rooms. We see the camera closes up on Robbie's face. His eyes are closed. He's like just finally turned away from the creepy clown on the chair and we hear a thud. And he looks up, and the clown is gone. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. The clown, of course. And he leans over the side of his bed. No. And looks under his bed slowly, mm. and nothing's there. And he sits back up, and it's uh, right behind him. And uh, of course, there it is. And his arm wraps around his <gasps> neck and pulls him under the bed. And he uh, disappears. Oh, my God. We can't ever keep track of these dang kids. Oh, my God. They're, <laughs> They're always disappearing the into places. Uh, one of them's always going through a portal. I mean, ugh. There's so many portals. Uh, and then the mom is laying in her bed and then kind of hears a commotion. But just as she starts to kind of get up, a force like pushes her back and starts trying to take her clothes off. Ugh. And what? she then is like flung up against the wall behind her bed and then up and onto the ceiling, quite l- similar to uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street scene, filmed the same way in a rotating room. So it looks really good. Mm. The closet bursts open again, the bright lights coming out, and it's kind of turning into a weird, goopy portal. It looks like Stranger Things portal mm. Mm. uh 
Mm-hmm. And the bedroom door, their bedroom door locks, so the mom can't get in. She she eventually like breaks free of whatever's holding her in her room. She runs to the kids' room. She touches the doorknob, and it like shocks her back, flings her down the stairs. Um, she tries to run back up the stairs. It shocks her again. So she's really trying to get into this room, and then eventually, this uh huge like monster ghost skeleton thing like bursts out of the kid's door and roars at her in such a way that sounds exactly like the MGM lion roar and (laughs) I actually looked it up and it became the MGM lion roar if I'm not mistaken like this came first and it is the exact same sound effect but it was used in this first. What? It's definitely a lion sound effect. Fascinating. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, wait huh. a second, I know this sound. I know this roar. <laughs> I'd recognize that roar anywhere. So she can't get into the kids' room. She goes to go run for help. It's raining again. She runs into the backyard. She slips in the mud, and she slips <gasps> into that muddy pool. No. Filled, filled with rainwater. And as she's kind of slipping and sliding and trying to get out, a skeleton floats up and then another skeleton and then a a full coffin comes up and like opens and more like skeletons come out. And here's the other actor's rights thing that I didn't tell you guys yet. They're real human skeletons. (gasps) No, no. And they didn't tell the actors that. No. What? <laughs> no. Yep. And that's part of why they think this movie is cursed. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think they put real human remains in a muddy fucking pool for a shot. <laughs> oh, that's a, a, a very upsetting for so many reasons. It's bad. Where do they just, do they like purchase real human skeletons? I think anything goes in the 80s. Anything goes. Anything goes. Right, those were living people. Yeah, they just robbed some graves. (laughs) Those were human beings that are now... Those people would have loved to be in this movie. They get to be in a Spielberg movie. Honestly, I do it. (laughs) When I die, put me in a Spielberg movie. (laughs) I want to be an an extra after death. Yeah, like when they say, do you want to be an organ donor? Do you also no, want to live? No, I don't want to be an organ donor. Do not give my body to science. Do give it to Spielberg. Uh, do make me an extra in any kind of film. Um, wow, that's that is that's really fucked up. They did a horrible job moving the cemetery, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like they did much moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the neighbor hears the commotion, comes and helps her out of the pool. They run back inside. The hallway kind of gets um, impossibly long, a little vertigo zoom. Spielberg loves his mm. vertigo zooms. She runs to the end. She gets to her children's room. Coffins and skeletons are still bursting out of, like, now all over, like, in the whole house, through the floorboards. It's really wild. There's just, everything's happening in this house. The lights are going crazy, flashing. The dad comes home and sees from the outside that, you know, some shit is going down inside. 
the realtor is outside or the 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 head of his company i guess his boss because i guess they've just had a meeting where he quit and he shakes him and he says you didn't move the cemetery you only moved the headstones and they were like he was like i thought that counted (laughs) um but so the dad runs inside and goes and um the the mom you know I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I didn't write down this final scene, and I don't totally remember. Um, but I think the mom is able to grab both of the kids before they're sucked into this little portal. I think we get one more little monster yelling from the portal, maybe a, a MGM roar again, um, and the dad grabs them. They all pile into. The 1981 <laughs> Oldsmobile Custom Chrysler. Cruiser. And Dana gets home at this very moment with her big hickey on her neck and says, what is happening? Iconic. And <laughs> Iconic. they just grab her and pull her into the car and they speed off. And we see the the real estate boss guy looking at the house like sobbing (laughs) and then the house lifts up out of the ground and implodes so it twists up and like disappears in an explosion in an effect that's pretty cool it looks pretty good um and they've driven away and then they get to a motel and check into this motel. The music's died down. No more dialogue. Uh, they check in. They go in. They close the door. We're pulling out a little bit. But then the door opens again. They roll out the TV and they close it again. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and that's the end. Can't stay away. That's that's the end. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, wow. Wait, I don't know whether it's because you like primed us for it or not, but the scene with Marty's face falling off is like by far the oh scariest my God. scene. And it actually movie. looks like so bad and cheesy. Like it looks so fake now that um I'm not eight, but it really is it's the thing that just stuck with me the most. And probably even in watching it the second time, it's like it's also just so different from all of the rest of the scares and it doesn't really fit into the logic of the like there's no other part mm-hmm. where the ghost like gets in your head or the poltergeist mm-hmm. or whatever it is. There's all like I also had a big question of like, okay, so it wasn't a poltergeist then because if a haunting is an area and this like right. is an area because it was a cemetery. Although I guess maybe the main evil one was a poltergeist, so it's a poltergeist and a haunting. I just had some follow-up questions, I suppose. Yeah, I agree with that. Like it cuz it- But it feels very Spielbergy where it's like I'll do it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's just like a, a little over the top and feels very, you know, like showy. Yeah, was this movie um like very it, this is a very successful movie. Yeah? It was very like, successful, but it came out in the same year as E.T. and it was quite overshadowed by E.T. Also because this, I believe, was rated R and I think E.T. was PG-13. Um, they were both nominated for Oscars in a lot of the same categories, visual effects, I think, and maybe 
music and sound design. E.T. won all of them. Yeah, I mean, E.T. is great. Yeah. So... Is this, like, in an age... I guess now I think about horror movies as being, like, one of the reasons why they're so successful and people always want to make them is because it's so cheap to make them. It's something we talk about all the time. Low budget. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like this is, like, capitalizing on an age of horror movie where it's, like, the budget is still kind of high. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, like... Even though the effects are so cheesy and bad now, I'm sure at the time it was like hard right, yeah. and expensive. And they were doing and a time lot. Consuming. Yeah. They're doing a lot. The tree. A rotating room tree, can't be cheap. Yeah, that's true. A tree eating a boy? A tree a eating lot. a boy? <laughs> real human corpses? <laughs> yeah. They paid premium for them to be real. <laughs> Top dollar. Sammy, I loved every second of that. Thank you so much for facing your um, fears. You did it. That's probably a big deal. It was a great way to start October, and mm-hmm. I feel happy about it. Ooh, which bracket category did this fall into? Oh, you know what? Okay, so this was movies set in October. Great question. They never mentioned that at all. I don't, I can't say for That's certain what I thought that it, was, it is. But I was like, we don't even talk about October in this. Movie. And I'll be honest with you listeners, I just looked at an, an, a Wikipedia list of movies set in October, and this was on it. And so I didn't do any further research, as we mentioned. We don't do We don't do that. Research. Um, but it turns out that I don't necessarily think this is set in October, but it's a good, important one that we've needed to do. So either way, yeah. it worked out. Starting off October with a bang. What is our next category for the bracket going to be? We haven't chosen yet. Um, also, I, I guess it's by the time this episode comes out, we'll already have needed you guys to start voting. So just, yeah, I guess what we just, should just say is just, yeah, keep keep checking on our Instagram and seeing all October long. We're going to be running our brackets and you'll get to be voting for our upcoming episodes. So stay freaking tuned. We need to hear from you. And if we I have a suggestion, um, if we reach 100 patrons which i'm not sure if we will or not but if we do we will do a bonus episode and something that has been suggested by a couple of our followers is that we should do hocus pocus (laughs) (laughs) that's fun scared me when i was a kid (laughs) honestly i'm down i love hocus pocus i would love to do hocus pocus (laughs) it's gonna make me miss my cats oh except isn't the cat not a man it is <laughs> a hot man. A hot man. The See, cat is a hot man. I'm gonna get confused. Named like Thackeray or something. Yeah, I think that is his name, Thackeray. <laughs> um. All right, guys. What did we learn? Anything? Um. Don't have a TV in your house. TV is bad. You know, I think that is a good. That is a good. Um. Takeaway though, because that is part of the subtext here. Is like the fear of. TV kind of taking over people's lives and I feel like not only is that still true today but it's been like incredibly compounded by phones and internet and I do feel like I am on screens almost every waking moment and that is a scary thing so yeah I believe that message that we should all cut back on our screen time we should cut back on our screen time. that's true that's a good message also an interesting point for a film to make to be like, true. stop watching. <laughs> yeah, true. 
No, are there any voices? I, you know, I don't think so. The voice we is just like play the, the from we M- edit in M- the MGM M- lion roar at the end of this yeah. episode. Okay, yay! Well then, um, from all this here, and from also the lion that you're gonna hear too. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Hello, dear listeners. Emily here, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show and you haven't yet, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate and review. It means so much to us. Uh, You can also become a patron on patreon.com slash TSW podcast. Great opportunity for you, as we've said many times. Also, you know, honestly, really just great uh, thing for us. And we appreciate it so much. And we love all of our patrons. Uh, we love our listeners, too. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. A reminder that all of our movies for this pretty spooky month of October are being determined by you, our listeners, via brackets on our Instagram. So head on over there if you want to help us choose next week's movie. And as always, we will be right here next Wednesday. And we will talk to you then. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.